If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the HIV podcast. Each week, we focus on a person, historical event, or pop culture moment linked to HIV explore the story of what actually happened. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jess. And between us, we've been working in the field of HIV for 40 years. Our aim is to get as many people as possible HIV educated. This episode contains sexual references throughout. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome. I nearly said to HIV Hope and Charity. That's a blast from the past, isn't it? Welcome to the okay. HIV podcast. Yes. <laughs> That's the best start I've ever done. <laughs> you here? I, for a brief second, I was thinking, oh, what should I have for lunch today? <laughs> but I'm back now. Yes, I'm here. But have you got anything from News Corner for us? I don't have anything from News Corner, but I'm going to be really honest. That is because sometimes with the, with the episodes, we record them back to back. Because if a topic particularly goes together... It's nice to have it flow. So we're actually recording this straight after last week's episode. So I know you're probably all, you know, on tenterhooks waiting to hear what moist membrane secretions everyone would like to sit in, especially Benice, my mother and Sean Abbott. But we haven't got that information just yet, but we will keep you all posted. And please do send them in to us like we asked you to. So that is just what we thought we'd tell you. That is why we don't have any updates on News Corner this week. Fabulous. So are you ready? Because we always bang on, don't we, about using condoms. But we've never talked properly about how you use them. Yeah. And because this is a podcast, we can't show you unless you're watching on YouTube, but we can describe how to do it. So I can say these are the steps that you should take in order to wear um, a condom effectively. But you are going to actually demonstrate it for our um, YouTube viewers. It's more than YouTube because on YouTube we tend, we will put a clip out of this um, because Sarah's now made that work for me because she's announced that we're putting it on YouTube. But normally we have it on TikTok, <laughs> Instagram and Twitter. That's Sarah. Um, so oh you, no, I'm creating more work. I'm so sorry. So you can see it as like little clips on there, how we normally put them out. So we will cut this down and put it out as a little clip as well. Excellent. Okay. All right. Well, get ready for the most erotic few minutes of your life. Who wouldn't want to listen? 
to my squeaky voice talking about erect penises. I was born to do this job. And I do want to hear it. Really? Your voice is so much better than mine. Yours, it's lower. It's more sultry. Oh, good grief. Is that how you start with anybody? (laughs) Getting ready. Okay, well, you limber up. (laughs) Wow. That's just, is that how you start every sexual encounter? For sex, yeah. Yeah, Let's go. (laughs) Fabulous. Okay, so it's easy to use a condom properly once you know how. Yeah, and you know, obviously, there are benefits to using them properly. It can prevent them from breaking, licking, or licking. No, leaking or slipping <laughs> off during sex. Condoms don't lick anything. Jesus. So there are some things you need to check where when you uh, have a condom or when you found a condom. We don't want anyone using an old condom they found at the bottom of their wallet. So we need to check that there is a BSI kite mark or European CE mark. This is for the UK. Other areas around the world will have their own quality marks. So you have a condom there. Yeah, I do indeed. Mine does have um, a quality kite mark on it. Yes, it does. And we'd always check the expiry date. Yes. So um, mine is the 11th, 2021. Now I'll tell you for why it's out of date, Sarah. So it does have a date on it. But what we do is... Just for occasions like this, we're very careful. We keep the condoms that have gone out of date very separately, but we can use them for displays like this. So we're not using the ones that are in date that we want to give away to people to use. Um, So that is why mine is out of date, but it definitely does have a date on the back. Fabulous. Okay. So we're using them. We're not using brand new condom and and wasting it effectively. Okay. No problem. We should point out that if date has expired, just don't use it. There's there's a reason they have an expiry date. So if it's past that, find someone that's in date. And another thing, just quickly, um, the reason Sarah mentioned about if there's one in your wallet or your purse that's been there for a while, where it's getting hot and the movement and everything, it's going to weaken the latex. So that's why it's not really a great place to keep keep your condom no nor should you keep them in uh, direct sunlight is that right i tend to get my condoms right and then i find the hottest part of the house where there's just a beam of sunshine sarah and i just put them in a pile there so should i not be doing that (laughs) (laughs) oh my god are you using them as extra protection this winter to help with the fuel crisis you're just (laughs) lining your windows with condoms to keep the heat in they work as everything they work as christmas decorations you know insulation washing up mittens anything sarah you know imagination okay uh and if you're using lube use the right sort of lube so water-based silicon-based not oil-based oil and condoms don't they're not really a fan of each other are they no and you know when i started at tvps long time ago like 14 years ago there was a sign in the computer room upstairs in the reading center i don't know if you remember this and it said it listed things not to use as lube, which very sensible, of course, have that up anywhere because like Sarah's saying, it can damage the latex, it can damage the condom mini, it doesn't work properly. Do you know what one of those things was? Mayonnaise. Mayonnaise? <laughs> yeah, that is one of the things that was on the list that TVPS had made to put on the wall saying, please don't use mayo. So someone must have, and there must have been a chat around it, but I very much enjoyed that when I saw that. Don't use any condiment. No. It's mayonnaise oh, that much. I would have thought mayonnaise, I mean, it's greasy, but it's not. Is it lubricating? It, it was mayo. Oh, apart from anything else, that is an expensive loop to use. Have you seen the cost of Hellman's mayonnaise? Don't be using that. Use the oh. budget brand oh. if you have to. Oh. <laughs> okay, there we go. There's another question for your mum. What type of lube does she prefer? She didn't have water-based normal lube. 
what would she use out of her kitchen cupboards? Bernice, if you had to use any condiment as lube, what condiment would you use? I think she's going to say either salad cream or Worcester sauce. Worcester sauce. Let's see. I'm going to ask her before this goes out and actually see what she says. But again, please don't use condiments as lubrication. We're just tormenting my mother. I mean, butter. Come on, it's got to be butter, isn't it? Olive oil. Maybe. Margarine. Anyway, let's move on. Okay, you are going to start your demonstration. Where's your penis? Right, penis at the ready. Oh, what a realistic looking penis you've got. This is a... Oh, do you like it? You know when you watch videos, like makeup tutorials or whatever, and they do this with their hand behind it to show it to the camera? That's what I'm doing for you. Jess is demonstrating a penis from a smurf. Jesus. (laughs) I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put it up so you can all see it. Right here we go. Oh, do you want it? Do you want it facing this way? Or do you want it from to the side? Which would you prefer? That's quite scary. Oh, okay. oh it's all scary. I mean, look at the size of it. Wow. Why blue? Why did they choose blue? Well, okay. It's good to know we've got realistic props. Excellent. Okay. Got my condom. Are you ready? Right. I mean, it's completely throwing me. There's your condom. So the first thing I'm going to do is open the packet and uh, pinch the top of the... Oh, I was going to say pinch the top of the penis. No. Pin- oh, no, they would never do that. Sarah, what kind of sex are you having? <laughs> That's your moment. <laughs> pinch the top of the condom between your thumb and forefinger. Well, I've heard it's safe sex, you know. I'm just going to pinch it. And I'm like, please don't. <laughs> oh, God. That, that's That's all the sex gone then, isn't it? <laughs> Erection disappeared. You're all welcome. Open it carefully, right? Don't just tear it open with my teeth and <laughs> spit a bit out, you know? No, avoid doing what you would normally do and open it <laughs> Ripping it over with my teeth and then pinching the penis. I've seen you at Pride. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. Gonna open so, yeah, carefully it. open it. Here we go. Right, here we go. Now, gonna push it out. Here we are. Lovely. Now we're going to pinch the top of it because we want to show there is room in the condom for the semen. Okay, and I want to make sure it's the right way around, don't I? So that's the right way around, so it's not inside out. Yes. You want to keep it rolled up because you're going to put it on top there like that and roll it from the tip to the base. You don't want to unroll it first. It's not a sock. So hold and roll. We go. Yeah. Lovely. Oh, beautifully done. And it's on. There you go. You can put lube over the outside of the whole condom, water-based lube, and reapply lube as possible, oh, you know, whenever you, as necessary when you're having sex. Yeah. Excellent. And in take, it says here, take time to ensure it's put on properly. Now, you've just seen from Jess that it's really, really quick to do, but don't rush because then you could run into problems. If it's not on there properly, you might as well not bother. Now, when you're finished, you want to hold the condom tight to the base of the penis to prevent leakage. You're going to remove the condom, but you're not going to reuse it. I can't believe anyone would reuse it. But you're yeah. just going to throw it away, you know, put it on the floor, whatever you want to do with it. Uh, is that where you put your used condom, Sarah? On the floor? Throw Everywhere. it away or, guys, just put it on the floor. People do, don't they? I mean, I'm talking about... In the throes of passion, you're right. Right, I'm going to try and take it off. Here we go. I'm holding. I can't do it while you can see, actually, because it, it's the wrong way round. Oh. You know what I mean? Okay, here we go. And then we should... Should we tie a knot in it, like most people do, to dispose of things, just to keep it all... I think, yeah. Oh, see, I no, I wouldn't tie a knot, but you can. The semen in here. Oh, leak out on my carpet if I'm just lobbing it on the floor, you know. Well, 
you know what? Can I just tell you guys, my dog's actually watching me do this. And she, I just threw that over there in her face like this. So luckily she didn't go and get it. I'll put that away up here. Well, dispose of it how you will. Just don't, don't put them down the toilet because um, they don't, they don't travel well, do they? They don't flush well down a toilet. They just end up clogging up. That's a very good point. So yeah, dispose of them in, in the bin. Now, some more tips. Well done, Jess. Beautifully demonstrated. Thank you very much. And with Thank the you. penis from your own collection, how lovely. Um, mm. Yeah, no, it is. Um, I have a, like a little penis museum going on over here. See you. you no. All the colours of pride. I actually took this from our office because we don't tend to, we don't have much call to use them at the moment, only because there are tons of resources online that you can use and see so if we're not physically going somewhere where am i going to take the blue penis i mean you know it's very so, true you know it's got it's got out of the cupboard it's having a world today oh well we should say that for condoms to work effectively you've got to have a, a clean penis it's kind of essential really isn't it not not greasy why do the words greasy penis just make me want to laugh? i didn't realize it mattered if you had a greasy penis or not no <laughs> do you know what it is i think it's because it's like sounds like the ultimate insult to me so if someone's really getting on my nerves and everyone does because i'm at that age now where i'm just like a bit grumpy in my head now i'll be like oh you're such a greasy penis (laughs) nice i like it greasy penis i think it sounds like an item you might get in a fish and chip shop (laughs) like a battered sausage do you want the savaloy the battered sausage or the greasy penis Everyone now probably wanting to vomit at the thought of a greasy penis, but I'm like, this is an excellent insult. <laughs> so yes, I know we don't ever get political, but the government at the moment, crock of greasy penises. Oh. <laughs> Perfect. I like it. I like it. Right. So that's a kind of mission for everyone this week who listens to the podcast. Try and get that into an insult somewhere. You don't have to say it to someone's face. Just in your head. If someone annoys you, you know. They're a greasy penis. Look at you encouraging hatred in the world. Everyone else is like, hashtag be kind. Sarah's like, in your head, call someone a greasy penis. (laughs) That's why you wouldn't say it out loud. That's why you're being kind. But the world is quite a difficult place at the moment. And I think everybody has a moment in the day where you're just like, this is a greasy penis moment. I like that. A greasy penis moment. There you go. So wait, it does matter. I didn't know this. It's brand new information. Oh, okay. So look, I'm not implying anyone naturally has a greasy penis, right? I'm saying that if you have been doing foreplay and you've been using like baby oil, for example, or you've just been messing about, you need to clean it before you put the condom on it. Like a sensual massage. Then, you know, make sure it's not on the penis. Get rid of it. Okay, right. That makes sense. Thank you. Yeah. Take everything off. It's just, I think is I think some people would might assume that if you've got some sort of lubricant on there, it might be easier to get the condom over the penis. It's not. You're actually making your life a bit more difficult for yourself. It's really easy to kind of roll it down anyway. You don't need any kind of lubrication or greasiness. Yeah, no, it is very easy. And may I just say that is the sexiest part, I think, of any you know, interaction is getting a some sort of wet wipe and wipe that the wiping of the penis is probably just the sexiest part of all of it. <laughs> I mean, if you can, hold it up to the light, make sure there's nothing on that bad boy. Like get one of those like the blue lights, make yeah. sure there's nothing on it, you know? We're not suggesting that anyone actually blue, CSI blue lights anyone's penis or vagina. 
for that matter. You know, I'm unless sure. that's what you're into, some people might like that. Yeah, that's very true, actually. That's very true. But it is very good advice not to have things that might erode the latex already on you, even though you think, like you were saying, that's going to make it go on easier. No, you've just watched me. It goes on super easy. And then the lube over the top of the condom, not under. Yeah, that's exactly it. Although it might sound daft. Just make sure that your condom is the right way. And in the dark, you're fumbling about. You put the light on. Double check. There you go. That will completely ruin the moment. Right then, get but I promise you, wipes you out. Um, more. If we're needing wipes, a strong light, and a moment to pause and check that the condom's the right way. <laughs> I promise. The more you use them, the easier it gets. You won't need to do all these precautionary measures. Amazing. Oh, now I need to check something in with you because I've got listed here. It says if you have um, a foreskin, pull it back before covering the head of the penis with the condom. Wouldn't it be back anyway? No, because say say the foreskin wasn't rolled back and then you put the penis on top of it. And so what they're saying is roll the foreskin back before you do anything at all. You know how it can be all like up and do you like that? Do you like that hand action? <laughs> That's my foreskin up motion. Oh, God. Okay. So if you have a foreskin, pull it back before covering the head of the penis with a condom. Don't try to cover the testicles with a condom. Why would you even? Do people do that? No. Condom is probably a bit small at that point, wouldn't you? If you're trying to, you know, stuff your balls (laughs) as well. Put everything in there. (laughs) Oh, my God. Wow. Okay. Good advice, though. Okay. Uh, if you have an anal sex, cover the outside of the condom with lube. Put lube inside your partner. Okay. Well, these are all very good tips, by the way. And remember that you can get non-latex condoms as well, because some people have a latex allergy. I have a latex allergy, so I can't use a latex condom. So you can get those. So remember, you can use those. And there are lots of different lubes that you can use that do all sorts of different things, like heat up, cool down, tingle, delay, all kinds of stuff, aren't there? So Make it fun, you know, turn that light on, clean that penis and, uh, you know, (laughs) get your tingly lube out. (laughs) Moisten up that vagina and away you go. Okay, now just some things that be, I've not heard of this before, you might have done, but it says here, never use two condoms at once. Do people, I suppose, yeah, I suppose if you're worried it might fall off or whatever, you might be tempted to put two on. It's called double bagging. Is it an actual thing? Oh, it's like I've never worked here. But it's just rubber rubbing against rubber. Is that what you're saying? Like one condom rubbing against. Think of the friction. You'd set yourself on fire. (laughs) That's how we'll keep warm this winter. I, I, yeah, I don't know anyone that's actually tried it, but I've heard the term. I've heard that term. I don't know whether that's from TV or where, but I've definitely heard Mm. it. Okay. So people think they're being super safe. You're not just using one, you're using two. Yeah. Which is crazy. God. Oh, what a waste of money. No, 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 no. Yeah, do not do that. No double bagging. If you lose your erection, condom may slip, and it's actually the biggest single cause of condom failure. But all you need to do is hold the condom at the base, and that will help it stay put, and then you just get hard again, and off you go. Yeah, you might think, actually, should I just get another one? Um, But yeah, if you just hold it, perfect. Okay, if it does break or slip off, or you uh, realise it's inside out, withdraw as soon as you find out and then in that case you do need to use a new one if you're kind of ever uncertain about kind of whether it's working then you know it's not worth the risk put a new one on and then off you go again oh and the other thing if you're in for a really long session by long session they mean over 45 minutes not including foreplay so that's 45 minutes penetration who has the time but anyway 
Then consider changing the condom. It's more likely to break if sex lasts for a long time. It doesn't it doesn't apply to me. <laughs> got two children. We, we can't be taking, you know, there's other things we need to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've got stuff to get on with. Come on. Now, the other thing we need to know is that after you've come, withdraw the penis before it becomes soft. So a flaccid penis is no one's friend, especially if it's wearing a condom, because that is when everything could leak out and then you might as well not have bothered. It's a good point. So if you're sort of, yeah, taking your time to pull out. Oh, that's very good advice. And like Sarah, just chuck it on the floor. <laughs> I would never it, put it on the floor. Fine, never, don't need to never. put a knot in it. She's not bothered. She's just got really hard carpet next to her bed. <laughs> I've never done that. I've never thrown it on the floor. <laughs> I'm all about keeping the contents contained. Nobody likes, you know, wet patches or no, 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 no. I honestly thought you were going to say I'm all about keeping the contents. Oh, yeah, for a later date, you know. <laughs> it costs okay. a living crisis, Jeff. Indeed. So they, I mean, look, although we have made light of some of it, it is actually, when you think about it, it is a very tidy way to have sex. There is less mess, less arguments about who lies in the wet spot. Come on. I think it's an all round good way of having really safe, fun sex. I, I agree. And we 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 think condoms are little HIV heroes, don't we? We just think they're heroes of sex mm. generally. And we don't talk about them enough, I don't think. No, I think they get a bad press sometimes, don't they? And they don't they don't need to. They do a good just like any other kind of technology, it moves on and on and there is more and more um variety. Mm. So, you know, now they have super thin condoms and you of course we've always had latex three, but you know, there's all kinds of de- delay and there are, I could just go on and on. I won't bore you all to death. But as you know, Sarah, there are so many different kinds. So don't just think, oh, I tried a condom and I didn't really like it. Explore more. There is so much variety. There is a condom for everyone. See, your voice is much better for this. That sounded, you know, feasible, whereas I'm just like, oh, hilarious, greasy penis. Oh. I knew we should have swapped this time. Yeah, but do you know what? I had to go through when I was younger, my voice broke. Did it? Yeah, um, because, and the doctor explained it to me, like, if you think about girls that have a slightly deeper voice as a woman, say like Danny Bear. Mm. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to use her as an example because that is the very example the doctor used for me. Because right now, loads of people listening going, who is Danny Bear? It's because they weren't watching The Word on Channel 4. I don't oh. know what they were doing, but go and Google her. So she has that lovely gravelly. Mine's not as good as hers. I wish it was that deep. But yeah, so my for, I don't know, six months, I'd like always have a cough and my voice is a bit odd and it was a bit hoarse. And I went there and the doctor's basically like, yeah, your voice is breaking. Because you can't go from sounding like, you know, a 10-year-old girl to then having like a gravelly adult woman voice. Not that my voice is gravelly, but it is a deeper level than, say, other women. So there you go, my voice broke. I did not know that was even a thing. Me neither until I went there and was like, sorry, what? <laughs> and then, yeah, there I was. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, well, it's good. It's much better, I think, to have a lower voice. I think people take you more seriously if you've got a lower voice. Do you think? I take you very seriously. I, well, I mean, obviously yeah. you do. You must do. I'm your boss. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just been telling everyone I throw sperm all over my bedroom carpet. <laughs> Every episode we've started oversharing. I don't know if you've noticed that recently. You know, it's because we forget that there are people listening to this. It's just like a chat, isn't it? And then afterwards, I think, oh, no. When you're like, oh, the number of listeners has gone up again. <laughs> it's like, and my reputation's gone down. 
never mind have insights into like who we're dreaming about and whether we throw condoms on the floor or not anyway oh do you know what we should cover prep we did say we'd look at prep too okay so look if condoms really aren't your thing but you still like to protect yourself against hiv then maybe prep is the way forward for you so prep only protects against hiv though so if you want to ensure you don't get other stis um then this method is not for you it's available in sexual health clinics it's a pill that is taken every day well it can either be taken every day or it can be taken in the lead up to when you're going to have unprotected sex and it prevents you from contracting hiv the same medication that some hiv positive people take to become undetectable now you're the expert on prep not me so please jump in if i've got any of wrong now in theory prep is available to anyone that wants it but in reality i don't think that is the case yeah no it it's not so i am glad we're talking about this because i know it's something that you and i sort of struggle with a bit so obviously as an HIV organization we want you know we want people to know about prep and to be able to take prep but it's really hard to be raising lots of awareness saying yeah this is open to anyone but it's not actually open to anyone there is a criteria and look i understand that things have to have a criteria because there's a budget things cost money i understand that but it's also really difficult so each clinic there obviously there's a rough criteria a general one but each clinic can decide themselves whether they feel you're at risk or not sarah do you have the overarching criteria that the clinics have okay well let's look at the nice guidelines because they identified key groups in which promotion of prep should be targeted in the hope it will make a significant impact on reducing HIV transmission in these groups. So they are HIV negative men who have condomless sex with other men, HIV negative heterosexual men and women having condomless sex with partners who are HIV positive, and HIV negative trans women who are identified as being at elevated risk of HIV acquisition through condomless sex. That's who they're saying PrEP should be aimed at. But each clinic doesn't have that. Basically, they can make their own decision on whether they deem somebody's at risk or not. So say if I want to go to the clinic and access PrEP, but perhaps I'm, I'm I don't articulate very well in what way it is, or perhaps I don't necessarily perhaps my nurse is or my doctor is male. I don't feel that comfortable discussing it all. I think there are quite a few barriers for other people accessing it. And we know we've certainly had women who have felt very uncomfortable and have found it hard, like they've been having to fight to access PrEP. So I think it is difficult. I think we've publicised it amazingly well with men who are having sex with men. Um, and we've talked about that. And I'm so happy about that. I'm so pleased that people have access to it and are well aware of it. But we're sort of then raising awareness to other groups. And then it's like, oh, well, you know, I'd like to have it but actually you're gonna to have to go to the clinic and you're gonna to have to quite yeah kind of really explain your case which can be really daunting and put people off mm. and then they might not get prep and they might not engage it's it is slightly more complicated than just saying yes for everyone here we go like we said i do understand there has to be a criteria and that they have to make choices but perhaps we could do things in a different way perhaps there could be an online questionnaire first so maybe if you aren't good at articulating the level of risk that you're at or why you're at risk perhaps there's something you could do beforehand or you know maybe we could help in in that kind of way I don't know but oh it's difficult isn't it I can't imagine myself going to a sexual health clinic and asking to go on prep because I don't want to use condoms and then having to justify that I have a lot of unprotected sex I don't think think a lot of people want to because that's always seen as such a negative thing isn't it no one's Mm. proudly going in there going unprotected sex all the time with lots of different men it's just another barrier what if I'm a sex worker and I don't necessarily 
want to disclose that it just makes it hard I feel like could there be boxes that you tick that are just more general do you fit this category this category or this category don't have to go into it you know we're not asking you to prove it type thing and I think that's the thing it's you if you're made to feel that you have to fight quite hard for something you're possibly not going to get it and I think another hurdle is and I know we've had some of our service users say this it's that confusion around um so if you're in a relationship with someone that's positive and you're not positive obviously like we've talked about in the last episode there's you equal you right mm. so we're saying you equals you undetectable equals untransmittable so we've had people say well hang on if i'm undetectable and i can't transmit but my partner's being told that they should be on prep they kind of don't want to be because they don't want to be taking extra medication but should they be it you know there are some confusing messages around that yeah no there definitely are and it's not really i don't think there's equal access and i don't understand why it just has to be through the sexual health clinic mm. i think it should be community or offered within the community as because we know yeah. a massive barrier for a lot of people is actually going to the clinic absolutely um, at the HP conference um i did actually see there's a community project that's been piloting prep in the community which was really fascinating and yeah no it was really fascinating and I hope that this is how we're going to move forward you know mm. we've said it before it, it was I was so pleased to see that because yes yeah, everything we talk about it let's make it available in the community let's give people access to it you know I just think yeah it can be really difficult it's just difficult but there are there are situations aren't there where you know you don't want to be you know, perhaps it's not you that is having a lot of unprotected sex but you know that your partner might be and you want a discreet way to protect yourself it does happen and we do need to talk about these things absolutely and I can think of nothing worse than having to voice that at a sexual health clinic yes because I, I would find that too difficult to do you would I think it yeah that's a really difficult situation and like you're saying can be quite upsetting and, and you know quite often that can be for cultural issues we've certainly seen that where you're expected to only be sleeping with your partner but your partner it's okay culturally for them to you know, and you, you you might not be happy with the fact that they're sleeping with other people and then you have to go to the clinic, like you're saying, and then go through, not beg them, but essentially, I just think could there be different ways of creating or understanding risk? Absolutely. And I think, you know, PrEP should be empowering because you're taking control of your sexual health. And I don't think it is at the moment for some people. I think once we, um, and that's what we should be working towards is that kind of equality across all groups so that everybody that takes it feels empowered that they're taking control of their sex life not just certain communities absolutely yeah excellent um as we said it is only available via the sexual health clinic at the moment and you do need regular kidney function tests uh you need to be screened for other stis and you'll be screened for hiv as well um, and then i think it's every year that you have to go back and have kidney function tests I thought it was every six months, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But you will need regular screening, Yes, what we're trying to say. Don't quote us on times, but you definitely will will need that. I haven't got a clue. (laughs) So I know some people that we work with use PrEP as an almost secondary level of protection. So they quite like going out cruising. And when they're having sex, they like to use condoms and they're a bottom. Hmm. But when they... Actually, we've got a whole um, episode on it with Andy, who who talked about PrEP. So you can go back and listen to that he chooses to use prep because if someone is stealthing which basically means they start by using a condom they remove it don't tell you and carry on having sex with you 
then he has that extra layer of protection if somebody were to do that. And again, I can understand that he really is taking charge of his sexual health. He's doing everything he can to protect himself and others. Seriously, is that what some people do? Pretend to use it and then take... Well, they are definitely greasy penises. Come on. Ever I was going to call anyone a greasy penis. It's stuffers. Yeah, it's terrible. I'm not going to let this catchphrase go. This is my new catchphrase now for everything. Yeah, I told you I'm going to use it in love. I'm going to make it catch on. You'll see it on Twitter soon. Hashtag greasy penis. Oh my God, <laughs> please. It's I'm happening. Really I know it is. It's, we're building up something very big here. <laughs> oh God. Is there any more on prep? No, we are done. Um, the advice we would give is talk to your sexual health clinic because it can only be prescribed by them at the moment. That's it. I'm very much looking forward to your next stats on social media that we have to give to the trustees at board meeting and you have to put that hashtag greasy penis was trending oh and they'll be Please, like, oh. nobody, nobody use it nobody everybody use, use it. it come on power power in our listeners i are sean which of the orifices no it wasn't was it the orifices the membrane the moist membrane because, he'd like yeah. to be and this week it's um put hashtag greasy penis into a formal trustee report so thank thanks for that thank you thanks um everybody uh ladies and gentlemen this is my boss yes soon to be fired but there you go enjoy it i think they're gonna like it they cannot oh this is different content isn't it come on no one else is doing these sort of things that's very true no one else has got hashtag greasy penis going on what can we say episodes where we're sort of going back to real basics again and again stuff that we assume that everybody oh everyone just knows this so you know we'll breeze over it no i think let's keep going back to basics I think you're right, actually. And I think we'll do more of these in the future. Next week, dare I say, we are going back to the 80s. Come on, it's been so long. We have to. But it has been. We might not. We might do Pride episodes. Can't decide. I mean, an episode will happen if we're able to turn the computers on and record and it doesn't take us half a day to do it again. I mean, (laughs) yes. So we will, yes, that we will have something to talk about next week. I mean, look at the tangents we go off on. There never not be something to talk about. That's yes, it's true. You do wonder though how many people make it to the end of an episode. Is anyone still here? Yes. Are you still there? Hello? Oh, you should say something secret so that if people have listened to the end, they can write it below and we'll know that they've listened to the end. Don't greasy, but just put GP. Okay, I will allow GP, not greasy penis. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the HIV podcast. If you enjoyed our podcast, please like, rate, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can now also follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the HIV podcast for behind the scenes insights and videos.